This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm Joe Rooney and I played Father Damo. And I'm Patrick MacDonald and I played Owen McLove. And this is Talking Ted, a show about the memories, stories and insights into what has made Father Ted the magic road of Irish TV shows. So this episode features Irish comedy legend Rose Henderson, who's appeared in loads of television and been uh, a very successful on stage as well. But it also uh, features another Irish acting legend. Oh, yeah, Gemma Craven. Uh, so this one is like uh, uh, unusual in that there's two major female characters in this episode. And about time too. Absolutely. So we start off at a book signing. Um, Gemma Craven, who was a very talented singer and actress. Actor. Sort of West End type actress she's oh. done a lot of big shows yeah. in Britain huge star in the she 70s she was a, Ireland's biggest export I'd say absolutely in apart the 70s from beef possibly forgotten now yeah. but she plays the uh, Polly the novelist in this um, yes I now, suppose Irish uh, writers uh, we, 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 uh, we punched above our weight with female writers at that time it may have been she and yes and, Ed O'Brien uh, and, and O'Brien and, and, place, yeah. Uh, yeah and there was loads Nuala O'Fale and loads of these writers yeah, yeah. and she wrote these slightly romantic kind of novels yes obviously Ted wouldn't be interested in yeah and and another thing about Gemma Craven she uh, was in uh, Pennies from Heaven that series that's right and uh, uh, I mean that was a, a brilliant series but uh, she uh, was topless in one scene and that was a big controversy in Ireland that's right yeah Dennis Potter wrote that a yeah, great yeah. Uh, writer and yeah. uh, yeah, we didn't do Topless in Ireland. The, the first time was The Spike. Yeah, uh, Spike. She... No reason for a, a naked person in The Spike. That, uh, the, the was, no, it's there just was thrown a, in. It's thrown in. A little just bit to, for a bit of controversy. I, it, would we be talking about The Spike now if someone hadn't shown their breasts? I think most of the time there's no need for nudity in We're getting very conservative in our old age. No, I just think, well, what's the point? I mean, I get bored when I'm watching a, a love scene when they're... I go, come on, let's get back to the action. But, like, that's why we were going to have Gemma Craven on the show, but because of her appearance on Pennies from Heaven, we've decided to ring Rowan, Rose Henderson. Yeah, played, he played a nun. Sister Assumpta. Yeah. But Sister Assumpta reappeared a couple of times in Father Ted as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is, like, obviously... Sexual uh, tension going yeah, on in his head. Yeah. Ted is human. Ted mm-hmm. wants money, but he obviously this is the first time really that his romantic side comes out or his horny side or he whatever. Sticks his tongue out a bit, bit there in that scene. It's it's really weird. Priests are priests are men like you and me. I'm talking to Patrick. There yes, that's right. Because yeah. if you're listening, you're you could be you a woman. could be a woman or whatever. It is mad though that that you have to be celibate and you, it is and you spend most of your life hanging out with women probably as a priest. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and listening to confessions and whatever feeling. Absolutely awful. Yeah, listening to people telling you about their sexual yeah. proclivities. I'd That's imagine. Right. Yeah, and giving advice to couples. We, you know, <sighs> well, you know, when we got married, me, not me and you, but me, to my wife. Uh, when I, we had, when to we both to, got married to your wife. Yeah, we, mm. 
Wait, my staff and my wife had to go to a priest and talk about stuff. And did like, you? Yeah. What the fuck do you know? Why? Why did you have to do that? Because you have to. We we got married in church. Why because, did you do that? Uh, we because parents were you know yeah. around yeah, mm. and uh, yeah. So what did the priest say? Just rubbish, you know. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. It was just patronising and mm. awkward. Yeah. He doesn't give you physical advice. He doesn't say. Oh how to no, no, have you sex. stick the thing. No, no, because no. we had kids already. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, which he didn't right. like. Wasn't oh, I'd with. say he wouldn't yeah, be happy yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and Mrs. Doyle is very down on the woman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, Mrs. Doyle's very jealous. A yes. jealous mistress. Um, yeah, when we, when me and Sandra is, is um, me and Sandra have had two kids together. We are separated now, but uh, we moved into our house in in uh, near Dalik. The parish priest came to visit. <laughs> he only came once because <laughs> uh, we weren't because we weren't <laughs> we weren't married, you know. And we had kids and we didn't care. Like, yeah, but he obviously thought there were two like customers. Yeah, potential customers in the yeah. coming in, just seeing if there was a few bobbing you. So Dougal talking about women as well. Dougal's obviously repressed, young repressed man mm. doesn't have a clue. But do you think Dougal has sexual feelings? It is he just doesn't seem you know when they go to bed or <laughs> no? That's you know, never been an issue. That was yeah. never an issue in Father Ted. Luckily, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was Dougal's <laughs> private business that we should never think about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what would happen, Dougal, if he left the priesthood? He'd really be adrift, wouldn't he? Uh, what would he, he would, do? He would, yeah. Mm. Um, he might he might find a similar woman or, or man. Yeah. The reality, like I went to college in Minuth in the 80s where there were loads of clerical students and they had to be, uh, you had to, you know, get a decent leave insert to, to join be, the priesthood. Yeah. You couldn't so be smart. Like that. Yeah, you couldn't get away with that. Yeah. The idea of it. Or the idea of, you know, Father Demo just with an earring and hair and all yeah. that. They absolutely were very restricted in how they could dress yeah. and in uh, how they appeared. They had to be quite, you know, they had to have shorter-ish hair, certainly mm. in the 80s. Yeah. In the 70s, they went a bit sideburns. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. my gosh. The Father Cleary was a mad-looking... Yeah. Uh, but, like, there's no way Dougal would have got through... The exams in Maynooth are become, you know, got like degrees in theology mm. and divinity and, you know, whatever other subject. He couldn't have done it. He'd probably be a priest, uh, a, brother, a brother. But he may have been the son of a priest or something. He could have been fast-tracked. Son of a priest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, fast-tracked. he could have been fast-tracked through for yeah. whatever reason. I I went to a, a convent school uh, for four years at mixed school, non run by nuns. It's a very odd life they live. Oh God, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, they don't they don't seem to be out in the open that much. They seem like they're locked away a lot. Well, they often go away on missions for yeah. a long time. Yeah. So you know they go to Africa for years. Mm. There was a woman, a teacher in our parish and her sister was an it was like a superstar it was like she her sister was in the Bay City Rollers or something like that yeah. you know and she came back and she was a superstar she spoke at mass and whatever yeah well I had a couple of them that uh, anyway that taught religion to me and one of them was really good and, and I liked her and then when I left school I was working in a restaurant about a year after I left school after doing the leaving cert and she came in and, and asked me to join the past pupils 
thing. And it was, you know, a year after you leave school, it's like you're a foreign country. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, That's a great scene. This is the great scene with Mrs. Doyle saying, telling Ted what was in the show. You effing this, you effing oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. F me and... R- Obviously, the line ride me sideways. That was a time when to mm. say fuck or anything like on the Late Late Show or on RT was a shock. Yeah. You know, there were a pair of breasts on the spike in the 70s. You, yeah. you know, but like, oh, you couldn't use bad language. Yeah. Major shock. Yeah. And effing was used a yeah. lot. Yeah. So I grew up. Flip. Yeah, flip. 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 Feck. I said flip right up till I was 18. Yeah. My we mother did. Uh, disapproved, of course. Bucking. So My I mother said, said bucking for years. You bucking Egypt. Yeah. The bucking fool. Bucking. You basket. <laughs> and so she's quite a, a modern woman for the time. Gemma Craven character, isn't she? She's yeah. When I, was, when I watched this, I, Gemma Craven was a glamorous older lady. Mm. To me, she was probably in her early 40s. Yeah. I was in my 20s. And she was just this older, whatever. And now you yeah. look back and she's much younger than we are now. Mm. She's a young woman. A young woman. I, I went to see this episode being uh, Did you? shot. Oh, you never said at the start. Oh, yeah. I was oh, in the wow. audience. Yeah. What was that like, Joe? I'm joined now by Joe Rooney. <laughs> Joe Rooney was in the audience when this, when this episode was uh, filmed. Joe, what's your memories? Yeah, well, it was interesting it because I hadn't gone out on air. Uh, Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> No, none of Father Ted had gone out in there, I should say. Uh, so, uh, I, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And, How did you, you uh, get I, to... I, I wasn't backstage around, I was just in the audience. Um, uh, so I didn't get to meet any... And did you like, think it was funny? With Gemma Craven, I loved her. Like I fancied her oh, big yeah. time. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 I did. I, I didn't think it was... Like that bit with Mrs. Doyle. That got a big laugh on the yeah, night, did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's yeah. really funny. And did you have any idea, you because you hadn't seen the earlier episodes. But I wasn't sure if you it would know. go really no, big. No, because Because this episode takes a while to get going, to Yeah, it left, kind of left feel, isn't it? It was a bit yeah. left feel, Father Ted. Yeah. And it, well, yeah. But also, but this particular oh. episode takes a while to get going. You know, with the thing in the car and all that. And oh, all. yeah. It's it's a slower one to take off this episode, I think. Yeah. Uh, and uh, What did the audience make of it on the night when you were there? But I loved uh, you know what was the biggest laugh? Well, first of all, just Father Jack going nuns reverse reverse nuns, and uh, and uh, that that was just so funny. And then the fact that the nuns were in awe of Father Ted and all, all that bit. I loved all that. Right, that was am- and that they, the audience respond to it on the night. From what I remember, yes, yeah. they loved that. So you knew the writers, and they invited you down. Yeah, I stayed with them when I was going. I was starting doing stand-up at the time and I'd be going to London and I, they, they offered me a place to stay. And so they, they brought you down? They they gave me a ticket or something. I didn't. I don't know if I went with them because they were probably there all day. Yeah. I, th- I made my own way. Would have, yeah. And queued up with the punters. Yeah. Um, and LWT. I, well, you know what? I couldn't believe how big it was. The audience was huge. Compared to going into RTE. Oh, it'd be 300. It was huge audience, yeah. yeah. 300 people. Yeah. Big. You're not really prepared. When you re- rehearse all day mm. and you go out to act then, you open the door and you go into this room and it's suddenly 300 people in the room with you. Yeah. That was and, odd. And, and there was great excitement for the audience going in. Like, this was a big deal. I don't know if they, they didn't know the show, but it was just that the fact that they had got tickets to get in and see a, a show being shot in LW. And to them, studios. it could have been like any old shite with yeah. anyone. Yes. It could have been any sitcom. Yeah. 
they weren't necessarily fans of Graham and Arthur no, or like any of these people. They didn't know any of the actors. It was just exciting to get in there and see a show being shot. Like, I think people probably came from uh, all over England. People had got tickets. Really? It, it was part of a trip to London, I think. Oh. I think, I think, like, I felt like the audience were really excited going in. I never knew that, because, yeah, I always... But how I do you always, get tickets? Yeah, I know. I presume you apply and it's a big thing. Do you know, I always feel like Irish audiences are so crap in TV. Well, you know, they in, are. In, in, they're not up for at- No, no. <laughs> it, it was like, I've done quite a, I've done a few things. I did the Tommy Tiernan show and some nights yeah. the audiences were dead. Yeah. They were really awful. I, can, I don't get well, it. Come on, entertain me, come on. Yeah, Just yeah. Say, yeah, is that funny? You know, like, uh, like yeah, you know, you, you can see it in American chat shows. The audiences are up for it, mad for it. Oh, they're whipped up to yeah. hell, yeah. yeah. Obviously, there's a, a warm-up person and they've got them whipped up. Yeah. Yeah. Who did the warm-up on the night you were there? You were saying a double act, was it? Oh, that was just when I shot my oh. episode. There was a double act. And they were having they were having a tough time because any character, any of the regular characters from Father Ted would just have to say anything to the audience. And yeah. the audience loved them. Woo! Ad lib a bit or something. And the, then the then the warm-up people come back just trying... Well, that's what I said uh, yeah. on the. I might have said this before, in the, but like when I, all week re- when rehearsing, mm. I was getting big laughs with anyone who was in, like at the production staff, because yeah. I was new, I was novel. Yeah. And then you go out, and it's like they laugh at anything they said. Yeah. And with me, it was like, ah, yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, you get that. It was. But but the time I was on, there was no warming them up. They were they were dressed as the characters, and they were really insane. They were really high. Ah, right. Okay. But it went on for three hours. Like it took three hours to film the episode I was in, and by the end, mm. I was sort of tired. Yeah. I remember sitting on the sofa near the end of it, and just bored. Well, did you have to go over uh, scenes a good few times? Then? Few times. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Because. There was one scene I, I remember I forgot my lines, but Dermot forgot quite a few lines too. Yeah, yeah. same when I was doing. Yeah, mine. so uh, we did have to go through a good, but it was it was three hours definitely. There were technical things and yeah. you know the old women going through the room and all of that. You know that took a long time and get yeah. get that right because they were old, forgetful. It's funny because I did the last scene in my episode about four times, and each time I was told by the writers to th- try try a different line. Uh, it's only a bleeding whistle is the one they used. Yeah. I know I said other ones like, shut up your hull. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Rose anyway, Henderson. Rose Henderson, yeah. Brilliant. We are now going to chat with Rose Henderson, who played Sister Assumpta, one of the most iconic characters to come out of the series. She's a psychotic nun, which there were a lot of psychotic nuns growing up in Ireland. Oh, anyway, <laughs> Rose Henderson. Yeah, so we're joined now by Rose Henderson, who played Sister Assumpta in the uh, episode which is called "And God Created Woman," which was episode five in the in the first se- season, I think. What a great title! I didn't realise that's what it was called. Yeah, did you not do an audition for that part? Or yes, I did an audition, and I was um, I had a my four year old with me um, in the audition, like in you know going in for the audition. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was Ros Hubbard and um, I was in, I was in a bit of a sweat as to what to do with him. You know what I mean? Mm. Would, would he insist on coming in with me? So I was very distracted, which was actually great because I wasn't a bit nervous. I kind of just wanted to get the audition over with done, do a good job and get out back out to him. Yeah. And I, I'm convinced that was a big help in just being relaxed 
Um, but, you know, you, you get two pages. You don't really know much about the episode. You don't know much about the character. Uh, so you hope that they, what they tell you in the audition will help. Um, yeah. So so they did. They they kind of steered me into being, you know, a, a lot more um, mother, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, just, just a lot more authoritative oh, and, right. and very simpering to him, but but actually, you know, guiding him in the right direction. Right. <laughs> so, um, so when it's a, a very short mass, you know, she's just absolutely can't believe that anything could get in the way of, of, of a good, long, juicy mass, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah. Now, the thing for me is I'm a roaring Protestant. Oh, so I didn't know that. None of this means much to me. Right. Yeah, yeah, so... So, um, you know, <laughs> the Protestant, great acting. The Protestant mass is very fast. Isn't oh, it? it's lovely oh, it's, mass. I mean, you know, there's a, it's, it, they do it. They don't call it mass at all now, to be fair. Service. But uh, you have to kick with the right foot now, Joe. And, <laughs> um, but it's, <laughs> it's, um, but the, it, it was, so I didn't have any kind of hang ups. I didn't have any kind of nuns, except very nice ones that were in my past to, to, to recollect. But it was, it's all in the text. It's all in the script. Mm. And it was very tightly done. I thought it was beautifully done. Um, so I enjoyed the audition and came away thinking, that'd be great cast. Mm. Um, I, and that's I, all. And then you, you, you would kind of, what you expect is to see it on the television and say to yourself, well, I mustn't be in that. You know, because you never, they never ring you back. <laughs> yeah. In my experience. That's right. Um, other people, obviously, it's different. <laughs> oh, no, I do. Um, same time. Yeah. I must oh. bring children with me to more auditions, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'd recommend it. <laughs> what would we have seen you in before that? I, I recognised you. Had you done some ads or something before? Um, I had done children's programmes. Yeah. Um, I'd done Padua's Junk Box. That's it. Which was, which was an extraordinary um, experience because... We had 30 programs for two years and then it turned into something else. So we did another 30 programs for four years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we had we had we had tried out a lot of stuff. And what we wanted to do was slapstick comedy. So we were doing a lot of physical comic stuff, which was great fun. And to, to you know, to do that in RT and to just have one week to do it and to get the program out and then move on to another script was brilliant. And um, I'd done a few ads as well. I'd done the Statia's ads, which is, a, I don't know what it was. It was for a telephone company or something. And did you, but, yeah, uh, you done you'd done, uh, I think I first met you, I don't know if you remember this, but we did a week-long uh, course in improv, comedy improv. In improv, I certainly do remember. Yeah, and that's where I met Ardle for the first time, yeah. Ardle Hannon yeah. and Barry Murphy, Kevin Gilly, yeah. uh, Dermot Carmody, I think, and yourself and a few other people. Yeah. It was amazing, and really. it was a, it, Yeah, it was terrific. And we ended up, we went on then to do Improv in the project. Yeah, that's right. On a Friday or Saturday on night. A, yeah, Friday or Saturday night. Yeah. It was ter- it was ex- you know very scary stuff. But I I it was my first experience of the difference between comedians and actors. Yes, did I, you know that there was? A, you did know that there's a difference. I, I noticed it as well. <laughs> yeah. The the comedians were. The actors are far more nervous going on, I thought, did you think? Yeah. Far, and yeah, would do good. lots of warm-up exercises and the comedians yeah, were just having yeah. a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actors tend to do and, that, and me, 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 mo, 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 and all that. Yeah, yeah. you see, it's all about me, 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 you know, so, but yes. it is for comedians as well. But the, <laughs> but the main thing that I really noticed was that I was willing to follow, I was always very, follow, would follow the rules. So if the rule was to say yes to everything, so if somebody, if you say I'm your Auntie Nora, and 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 I say no, I'm not your Auntie Nora. That 
it completely puts a dampener on the whole That's improv. That's called and, and blocking. It, it is called blocking. And and what I found with the comedians was that if they come up with a better line, they were quite happy to block everybody because for the for the sake of the funny line, which everybody roared laughing at, but the improv is over. Yes, yeah. 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 So, we are so you know what I mean. Very yeah. We're really <laughs> awful. And I, f- I did a play a few years ago in the Gaiety and I couldn't believe how nice actors were mm. and how cooperative it was and it wasn't about topping someone else or, you know, it yeah. was really nice. A lovely experience. Well, the, I think the most interesting actors are the ones that are very generous on stage. I just do, I think it's, you can see it, the audience knows it. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very kind of, you know, it's, a, it's a, being selfish doesn't work actually. It works in the short term, but... Not, 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 not in acting, no. And, and can we just go back to Father Tech? And, uh, uh, <laughs> well, can I ask you one question? Just before <laughs> it just went out of my head. Will, yes. You do an ad at the moment. Uh, where you're, you've been in an ad with Daniel O'Donnell. Yes. Uh, for the gas, is it gas? Uh, lesson. Is, lesson, yeah, it's that's a, right. It's a safety ad. That's yeah. right. And so I played Owen oh, McLaughlin, who's kind of based on Daniel O'Donnell. And he claims to have never seen the episode. But you have a cake with his face on and everything. Did I ever, do. Did it, mention, did, it, did it ever come up in conversation? About Father uh, no. Ted or whatever, or does no, he have conversations? He was. Uh, what I noticed about our, the lovely Daniel was that during the whole day on the on the filming, he was asking me all about myself, and I thought, "Gosh, he's so interesting, this man." <laughs> I noticed halfway through the day that I'd been talking about myself a lot, so it's obviously a, a thing that he does to stop us asking him questions. Wow. He'd be very good at improv. I, yeah, yeah, he would. But I thought it not very like I just it was very subtle. You know, he kept on saying, what else did you do? What did you, how did you get into it? You know, so I thought, like, that's, that it was a, a charming thing to do. I know. But I just thought it was a very good self-protective thing to do as well. You oh. know, but he was, he was, ter- he was terrific. He was very um, professional. He, he told me a great story where he, um, because uh, Wimbledon was on at the time when we were filming it. And I, I love Wimbledon. And I was, you know, watching it on my phone as much as I could while we were waiting, because you're always waiting. And he says, oh, yes, he says, I, well, I can hold a tennis racket, but now I couldn't really play too well. So he, he went and he said about, um, uh, he was, Cliff Richard asked him, would he play for charity? And he says, like, it's for charity. You have to say, you know, you have to, I'm not name dropping now, but I have to say yes to Cliff, you know. So uh, he ended up in Wembley Stadium <laughs> playing tennis with Navratilova against no Richard and like Djokovic or something. He said it was just about excruciating. And he said, I told him I don't play tennis. He's not at all. Of course you do. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have seen that. Oh, yeah. That's a great image, isn't it? God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if they have the jumper around his tied around his <laughs> neck while he's playing. <laughs> Magella probably held the racket for him and did all that. So you went over to London to shoot that scene. It was all in it was all in the studio, the stuff you did, was it? What, Father Ted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so what was what was really lovely was um was I outside for that episode? I wasn't. No, it was it was all in London. And it was um the one with Gemma Craven was was it, we were in London for a week and it was and I met all the other nuns. And because I was the head nun, we were instructed just during rehearsal that whenever I do something, they'd all do the same. Yeah. And that's what happened when I put the cup of tea down, they all do. And when I lift the cup of tea up, I do. You know, they all. And I think that was a very funny direction. I thought Declan Lowney directed it and I thought he was terrific. Yeah. And he really, he's Irish. He really understood the whole Irish sense of humour. And then Jeffrey Perkins, do you remember him? He's yeah. the um, 
BBC guy and he was like a real good at, at just having the structure of sitcom. Mm-hmm. And he was on the floor all the time. And the two writers were on the floor all the time. So you had four people with a BDI on what was going on in rehearsal. And then we'd, we'd, we'd three days of rehearsal, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, up on the floor rehearsing. Thursday, we showed it to the crew. Yeah. So all the crew sat and watched us in a, in a, in a theatre, I think. Okay. They all watched it and they were furiously taking down notes. And then, um, and, and none of them laughing, I remember thinking, oh, that was yeah. a bit disappointing. But <laughs> yeah. that was because they were busy looking at their thing. And then Friday morning, we'd go into the studio and we'd see the studio and see the set um, and do everything on the set and figure where the light switches were and all the things that needed to happen. And then the afternoon, you did it with props. Mm. And then in the evening, then you did it with a costume props set and audience. And that kind of brought it to life then again. Yeah. And then you, you, you your experience probably of working on stage helps, I think, when yeah, with an was, audience. That was a big help, but it was very weird because um, like you, you really only got one go at it. Um, and Declan Lowney, actually, here we come back to um, the difference between comedians and actors again. Declan said we were working with comedians in the main. So, you know, Ardle and, you know, because because we were working with comedians, we knew we couldn't do this 10 times or they'll get bored and they start imp- they start doing different things. Whereas an actor would do the same thing 10 times and yeah. take different angles at it, you know. Or, um, so for me, um, every time I watch that episode, it drives me mad because the, my, um, what's it called, the... the Helmet thing, <laughs> the, the lovely Habit, veil yeah, that veil. she's wearing. I, I each time I turn around to the sofa, the the veil slips further back from my head, and like it, nearly the whole of my hair is sticking out by the end of it. You know, and I and <laughs> so whereas if You're I don't have again, the only person that notices that. Little, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> now, it doesn't matter. But it's very, it's it's just one of the things I would have fixed. Yeah. Or and there's one stage where I don't wait for a laugh to finish. Oh, and I go, oh, Rose, would you ever just let them laugh and then do the next line? You know what I mean? So, so that's um, that's something that, uh, yeah, would have ah, done. No one else again. No, no one will notice. A few people <laughs> have said that we've interviewed have regrets afterwards. I wish I'd said it this <laughs> way. Amazing. I wish I'd done it that way. Yeah, you know, cut that bit. And that even I, we're still... so limited in the way we can do things. We just that was the only way we could do it. Well, <laughs> I kind of yeah. No, I looked back at mine going, oh, I overdid. I was too over the top. And really? all that. I, anyway, yeah. I was perfect. Really, I you were perfect. perfect. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> no. And what, was what, what was it? What was it like? Uh, Gemma Craven, though, what a, an amazing actor to work yeah. with. I mean, she yeah, was no, in, it was um, wonderful to meet her. Yeah. and I I remember her seeing seeing her on stage as Annie. In Annie, like I'm just thinking, oh, she was such a brilliant dancer, singer, everything, and she, um, and she was very, she was having great fun. Go, she found the red dress. Oh yeah. And she said they were. She, they brought me shopping, and she said we we tried all these different dresses, and then oh, she said we found this just voluptuous dress that poor old Father Ted, you know, would be. <laughs> you know, she's going to be a nun, and she's wearing this magnificent dress that <laughs> <Yeah>. looks gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. She was great. She was. She was she was very nervous actually she because you know she hadn't done sitcom and she yeah. was suddenly surrounded by a lot of Irish people and she had been working in England and you know she was she was very nervous but really? she's lovely yeah lovely she's and done uh, pennies from heaven yeah uh, no she's been in loads a massive uh, she's huge in the seventies huge yeah but did, did you find yeah. a big difference uh, when you went back for the second series I think. 
cigarettes. Yeah, I got uh, a, I got one of those phone calls um, um they said uh, Rose um just checking your availability for two weeks time uh for another episode of Father Ted. And I went, oh right, uh, wait I just check the diary. Um yeah yeah, I'm free for that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nothing in the diary. <laughs> and they said, um, yeah, that, so that's great. Well, thank goodness for that. Yeah, great. So your stunt tractor driving lesson will be on Friday. Oh, yeah. And I went, oh, this is great. So they brought me up to Wicklow to learn how to drive a tractor. Oh. And yeah, did you yeah, have a, a stunt person with you all the time? Yeah, yeah. Um, Bronco. Yeah, Bronco. Bronco who, who was? Yeah. We Do you remember talking? him? Well, yeah, because he was in. He did the famous stunt in the Mission, the film, the Mission. Yeah, the, yeah, no, yeah, the most amazing, fabulous. Yeah, he was great. So he, so and so, the thing about a tractor as well is, <laughs> they, uh, it's very easy to drive. It only has two gears, and just if you can drive a car, you can drive a tractor. And usually, you have a huge, big field, and it's all easy. Mm. So when it came to the shoot. And they had this um, platform on the back of the, the tractor was pulling on this platform so that all of the film crew could stand on, step on this. So now it's only a, it's not a trailer. There's no edges on it. It's just a plate that they're all standing on and they're holding on to each other so they don't fall off. So they said, you know, drive this very close, slowly around the field, Rose, please. And I'm going, no problem. That's no problem. But there's about like 15 people on the back of this now, because as you know, there's far too many people work in film. Yeah. You have your director, you have the cameraman, you have the, the assistant cameraman, you have the PA that's holding her clipboard and there's somebody else with a stopwatch and the gaffer and someone holding an umbrella there's, <laughs> there's, and they're getting paid more than the actors <laughs> <laughs> and then there's at least four people holding on to all of them to make sure they don't fall off so we drive around and they're just the director's shouting instructions at me and turn right and turn left and they said before we start now just you know when we finish just just make sure everyone gets off before you lift up the clutch you know, just so they all get off the platform. So that's grand. So we went around the field twice and did different things. And I'm looking left and I'm looking right and I'm bouncing along and I'm pretending I know what I'm doing. And that's all great. And they said, terrific. We have it with us. All gorgeous. And cut. And I lift my foot off the clutch and everyone fell off the platform. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. I said, you shouldn't have said cut you should have just said clutch <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they did and the first thing they made sure was that the camera was okay and then everyone was grand oh okay yeah. those were the days <laughs> before health and safety <laughs> yeah I know they wouldn't let them do it now and the other thing was throw rocks I was allowed to throw rocks at all of the crew at one point I'm throwing yeah potatoes or rocks or something coal and, and I it? said and coal it was supposed to be and I said and you just want me to throw it at the camera? And they said, yeah, it's fine. It's fake coal. It's not heavy. You, just, you know, make it look heavy. But so I just lashed these things at the crew and, you know, I was aiming at them. <laughs> so it was a great job. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, brilliant. But, you know, when you went into the studio, did you notice the audience or the pe- the audience were really enthusiastic in the second series? Had there been a big they change? Were. Yeah. Yeah, it had. Yeah. And they knew like, so we were there, there was a warm up guy and he introduced everybody. So they introduced Sister Sunter. There's a big cheer and you're kind of looking at them going, wow, have you watched this? You know, because we didn't know that mm. it was going to be. We didn't have any clue. I think Dermot Morgan knew it was going to be big. 
I think he knew everything he did was going to be big. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he had, he had he had ambition, but he, you know, I, I'm I'm really so glad for him that it was so big. You know, mm-hmm. I really think it was good. It was during the shooting of that second season that they were nominated for the first BAFTA, and I think that really yeah. made it brought it to another yeah. level. And yeah. won won as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's great. I think it was. I think it was because of the detail. That's my theory. That the when they shot it, they had so much detail in every shot. I think, like for example, you know, drawing the, the picture of Matty Hislop, or you know, yes. like somebody went to a lot of trouble to paint that picture. Yeah. You know, or they, and it was really just there was a lot of things. Even when you watch it the third time or the fourth time, yes, you see things you didn't see the first time. You know, there's loads of detail, and, and yeah. it really lends itself to rewatching. And it lends yeah. itself to a lot of fan fans who just know everything about yeah. it, because we do a yeah. lot of Father Ted yeah. quizzes and the yeah. things that people and know. they know the answers. Yeah, I held up an album. Yeah. Uh, my character had an album, but they had all the titles of the songs in the back, and you couldn't see. And I can't remember. I lost the album. I gave it away to someone. I can't yeah. remember what happened. But there was like "Kiss Me Better, Betty." I remember that. <laughs> that was a great title for a yeah. song. Yeah. And it loads of great songs. Everything was like minutely detailed yeah. on the back of the album. Yeah. It's incredible. Oh, amazing. Well, uh, thanks for talking to us, Rose. Not uh, at all. You have a great memory. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, I may, I may be old, but I was there. <laughs> it's amazing that we're still talking about it so many years later. Because Isn't it? Isn't it just? Yeah, I know. But it's, you know, thankfully... It's it, some things that they show over and over again. You kind of go, oh no, yeah. uh, here it goes, you know. But actually, it's it's you can watch it. I mean, I I actually like being young in it now. I watched it recently and said, wow, look, oh, gosh, that, that you know that's a long time ago now. You do look younger. It's quite nice to be yeah. on television, young. What age is that child? The four year old now. Yeah, he's he's twenty four now. Right, twenty six. Yeah, so that's how long ago. Imagine. Does he like Father yeah. Ted? He does. He, yeah, he quite likes Father Ted. He was. Um, he said it was quite cool to be in school and have his mother be sister or something. It was nearly brilliantly cool, except that one of the other kids in school was Dermot's son. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a killer. Trumped, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Killer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So nearly cool. Yeah, should have switched schools when you heard that. Do you know what I mean? I, I was nearly <laughs> going to switch school when I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Rose. All right. Talk Thanks, to you soon. Thanks, Emil. Okay. Mind yourself. Bye, bye, bye. We're going to take a break here and plug another podcast called Fad Camp. Uh, Fad Camp is a show uh, where the two uh, presenters uh, talk about different faddy diets, right, that they've gone through themselves and uh, they they kind of take the piss, but they also talk about the serious aspects of it. Because there are serious aspects to it, because fad diets don't work. Yes, indeed. So have a listen now. Fad Camp is a comedy podcast about the ridiculousness of fad diets and diet culture, hosted by me, Grace Mulvey. And me, Connor Dowling. If you have a body of any kind, chances are you've crossed paths with at least one of the bizarre diet trends we cover in our show. And between me and Connor, we have done nearly every fad diet there is. Juice cleansing. Fasting. The potato diet. Which is actually a real diet, by the way, and we don't recommend it. So join us as we try to make sense of the madness that is diet culture. Find Fad Camp everywhere you get your podcasts and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fad Camp Podcast. 
This show is a part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. To support the show and for bonus content and lots more, you can become a member of Headstuff Plus. Go to headstuffpodcasts.com. And now back to the episode. Uh, and uh, So nuns she, weren't quite women, like priests weren't quite men. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the way they're uh, in awe of... Of Ted, Ted, like yeah. he's a. They look like a, a pop star, and they follow him around like yeah. a mass or a comedian or whatever. Yeah, and they uh, remember his sermons, a bit like stand-up comedian, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. they're big fans of his. Yeah, Eddie Bannon was the warm-up when I did mine. Oh, was he? Eddie Bannon, Irish comedian. Whatever happened to him? He's in Australia now. Oh, okay. yeah, he did the warm-up, and he, yeah, it was mm. it was a tough job. It was really tough to get them, keep them, you know, because when, whenever you know someone missed a line or whatever, you had to get rack up and yeah. I was asked to do. I was asked to do the warm up for the Christmas episode. Oh yeah, I, I just didn't do. It. I thought no, no, no. Oh, I can't. No, it's a really tough yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved it. They, they're great though. That they. Uh, oh, the photographs. There's one with Ted with a beard. Oh yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Rose is brilliant in this. Yeah, this is the guy who. That's uh, the guy who said he's dead. He made the excuse. That's brilliant. The funny thing is that he doubts himself because a priest says that he's dead. That, that he's in those dying. days, priest's yeah. word was sacrosanct and whatever he is. Yeah. We had faith in institutions in Ireland in the 90s. We still had faith in the banking sector and government, the police. And doctors. Doctors. And now we trust no one. We trust ourselves. We trust idiots on Twitter. Now, now we trust Google. Yes. Jesus. But the priest, if the priest said something about that, it was sacrosanct. I also remember in the 90s walking my aunt's dog. She was on holidays and he's quite a big dog. But the priest had a Doberman. He just let him wander around. And the Doberman came for me and my aunt's dog. Yeah. And I said, this is at a time when kids were being killed in England. And there were limits, there were restrictions on dogs. dogs. You know, there were were certain dogs had to wear muzzles. And this dog just led to run free. And I came home and... I said to my father, better ring the guards. The dog, priest dog is around. And he says, oh, Jesus, yeah, that's terrible. My mother went mental. Really? She screamed, you don't dare ring the priest and tell him what to do. You can't do that. It'll yeah. bring shame on us and everyone. It'll, it'll ruin your life if you stand up to a priest. That's something that the GA get an easy ride out of the Father Ted. It wouldn't have made sense to English people whatsoever. But that was the other pillar, the church and the GA and republicanism and Fianna Fáil were the big pillars in our society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, the GA got off lightly. It probably wouldn't have uh, translated, I suppose. No, it's the only one that still exists. It's the only one that's still powerful yeah, in the country. Yeah, There's Pat Short driving the car. Brilliant uh, actor, comic and serious actor. Something I don't think, I mean, he's driving around in a shit van. I, in Ireland, like, basic people in the 70s and 80s drove around and, like, Hillman Hunters with no floor. I remember getting into cars, they had no floor. You could touch your feet off the ground. No way. Oh, 100%. What? We had no, before the NCT, there was no, you there know. There definitely were them, and there was a neighbour of ours that would always ha- have a car. We'd have a car for a few months, and then when it stopped working, he just parked it along the ditch. And all around his house, there were just r- there were abandoned cars yeah. everywhere. Yeah, some there of them one were in the corner of a field we used to play in. Mm. And uh, my father, we we had a few fields, and there was the one at the bottom of that field. Mm. Sometimes they were used as chicken houses. Yes, put the chickens in the car. But abandoned cars and cars that just they weren't roadworthy. 
And people no. drank very drunk as well. They'd drive around in these cars and they didn't, they could drink whatever they want. Yeah. Hammered. And, you know, you'd, you'd see someone driving at two miles an hour out of their minds. Yeah. And, and you just thought, you'd just wave at them. Now you'd ring the guards. I'm afraid my father did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. My father used to drive me swerving around. We'd be in the going car. Going home from a wedding or something. Yeah. And it'd be a bit of crack. My mother would say, uh, about my father's, he drives better when he's had a few drinks. Steady your hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it steadies him. He's more relaxed. He was a very nervous driver, yeah. actually. She Same was right. Mine. Yeah. I don't think there was even a driving test when my father drove. My father was a terrible driver. Yeah. Probably a reason I don't drive. And uh, yeah, I used to just take your life into your hands. But like, yeah, the cars. I remember once we, we were in a crash and the car was deemed not roadworthy and we gave it to some fella guard, some guy to get rid of it. A few days later, it's driving around and some fella's scooting around in it. Uh, it was a starlet, total starlet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, cars just simply weren't roadworthy. But let the cars with no uh, floors. And spluttering out all sorts oh. of... Uh, Diesel fumes and mm. petrol fumes, yeah. Yeah, there she is, Jim She's Craven in the Jim red dress. Gra- yeah. Ooh, well, I mean, yeah, she looks no. she looks very glamorous. Very appealing, yeah. Mm. Poor old Father Ted in this episode gets uh, an awful going over. He's punched and his bloody nose for most of it. And he, there is a bit in there where he can't, he can't stand up. Uh, because of he has an erection. Yeah. We were only talking about that recently, were we? Uh, I remember on the school bus... <laughs> What were we talking? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, the school bus would. Uh, this, there's something about a bus that would give you an erection. Yeah, the, the movement of the bus. Yeah, and the proximity to girls. And that's how uh, the buzzcocks got their name. No way. It's actually from the word buzzcock, which is an erection you get on a bus, and buzzcocks wow. it became the buzzcocks. There you go. That's a little bit of trivia there. Never knew that. Thanks a million for that, Joe. No problem. That's great. Uh, yeah, you don't get them, but then as uh, as you age, it diminishes. You don't really. I don't know when. It's more logic to it. Yes, it happens because there is a reason. <laughs> yes, exactly. But when I, you're but young, I seriously remember watching something on television like Columbo or something, and getting an erection. I don't know why. Maybe he solved the <laughs> he solved a crime. Yeah, and uh, but I couldn't stand. Like uh, I was supposed to go to bed. Like my, my, my mother was like, "Go off to bed now." It's your, that's yeah. over, and it was. I had to Just wait. Just one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just one more thing. Oh yeah, you couldn't um, stand up. No, no. no. Mm. Uh, yeah, and the slagging people would get off walking off the bus with the erection. You know, terrible. Mm. Anyway, he gets very annoyed with her here. <laughs> because she decides she wants to be a nun. It's funny when you fancy someone or whatever, you'll get, you'll get, you'll forgive them a lot. Even oh, get the name wrong, do yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, for oh, that's I, brilliant. To to Dougal's head stuck down yeah, the sofa, he's pulling pulling him out. There's a slight bit of homo- homoerotic definitely angle to that. Yes, that's the end of that episode. Yeah. You've been listening to Talking Ted. Thank you, Rose Henderson, for talking to us. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.